بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين سبحان الله we're inching our way through this blessed month we ask Allah to accept all of our efforts to overlook any of our shortcomings and to help us to do what we can to hopefully finish strong especially as it relates to the last 10 nights Amir Rabbil Alameen tonight we find our way in Juz 18 Juz 18 of course in connection with it being night 18 and this surah, excuse me, this juz, this parah consists of Surah Al-Mu'minun, Surah 23, Surah Al-Nur, Surah 24, and then part of Surah Al-Furqan, Surah 25. The, the first point that I want to touch upon, inshallah, is when we look at the first 11 ayat of Surah Al-Mu'minun, this is a very precise and succinct summary of what we need to do if we want to make it home to Jannah and we ask Allah to help all of us to make it home safely, Amni Rabbil Alameen. If you look at every stepping stone in these 11 ayat, there's a very, a very important hidden message. It's not really hidden, it's, it's kind of like it's hidden in plain sight. And what is that? When you look at these ayat, قَدْ أَفْلَحَ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ الَّذِينَ هُمْ فِي صَلَاتِهِمْ خَاشِعُونَ Until the end of these 11 ayat, the specific thing that I'm referring to is the value of community. You notice that every step of the way, what's being mentioned is in the plural. Allah didn't say that the believer is successful, although that's understood. Allah didn't mention the individual believer that's focused as best they can in their prayer. Allah mentions the group. Allah says, قَدْ أَفْلَحَ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ The believers are successful. They are those who are in, are, they stand in front of Allah in a sense of awe in their prayer. They focus as best they can in their prayer. They are those who do this and this and this and this. The importance of community, the importance of maintaining that fabric of the community. When you look at the term Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah, the first part has to do with the Sunnah, the second part has to do with what? Literally, the community, the importance of community, the preservation of community, maintaining that fabric. And naturally, what that requires from all of us at different points in time is to be team players to look at what is best overall. You find this especially present in the madhab of Imam Malik rahimahullah, this concept of maslaha, this concept of what is the greater good for the community, what is needed overall, that's a very important factor to be taken into consideration. So when we look at these ayat, Allah didn't single out the individual believer, rather the emphasis is on the community, those who believe and those who value their prayer and those who avoid vain talk and those who, who live their zakah and they give their zakah, those who protect their chastity, those who, again, at the, at the tail end of the section, those who, again, are people of prayer, they are the inheritors. What do they inherit? They inherit Jannatul Firdaus and they'll be in there forever. When it comes to Jannah, when it comes to paradise, that's a one-way ticket. Once somebody's in, there's no going out. 
If you think about it regarding the other place, may Allah protect us from that, there can be examples of people who are in and then they get their way out. Others may go in and they never get their way out. We ask Allah to protect us from all of that. The approach for the believer should not be that, okay, let me just you know kick back and chill and not care about doing any good. You know, I said, La ilaha illallah. So the Prophet said, Sadiqul Amin, that whoever says La ilaha illallah sincerely will enter Jannah. Okay, I'm saying La ilaha illallah sincerely. So now I don't have to do anything for the rest of my life. And okay, if I end up spending a little bit of time in the barbecue pit, then eventually, you know, time will pass and eventually I'll make my way out and eventually I'll recover and heal and eventually I'll make my way to Jannah. That's not the approach that we want to have. That's not the, why not save all that pain and headache, especially when you look at the, the, this, this trade that Allah is offering us. The way Allah describes the trade is to avoid that punishment entirely. And then what is Allah asking of us? And this is important for us to reflect upon because any time that we have, Allah gave us. Any money that we have, Allah gave us. Any blessing that we have, Allah gave us. So Allah gives us 24 hours in a day and says, give me a few prayers. And each prayer doesn't have to be three and a half hours long. Each prayer may be a few minutes long, but Allah gave us those 24 hours in the first place. If someone has a job, Allah gave us that job in the first place. If somebody has health, Allah gave us that health in the first place. Allah gives us so much and says, give me a little bit back in return. And are we willing to do that or not? Allah gives us all the wealth that we have. Allah asks for zakah. Allah gives us 24 hours, the five daily prayers. A lifetime. Make the intention to go for hajj. 12 months, give me one month for Ramadan. Allah gives us so much, everything that we have, and Allah says, give me a little bit in return. So when here in these ayat, when Allah mentions that those believers, again, the importance of community, they are the inheritors, and they inherit Jannah al-Firdaus. What does it mean they inherit Jannah al-Firdaus? It doesn't just mean that they make it there, but for those who don't make it there, the Prophet taught us والسلام, that for every person, there's basically a place in Jannah. There's already real estate in Jannah. Now the question is, are we going to make it home to that real estate that out of his generosity, Allah already has allotted for us, or are we not going to make it home? And for those who don't make it there, okay, then that, that real estate is still there. It becomes inherited by other people. We ask Allah to help us to make it home, and we ask Allah to make us people of Firdaus, Amin Rabbil Alameen. The, the second point, and I'll conclude with this, that I want to touch upon that we find in this juz. You find this in an entire passage dedicated to this issue, this topic, this incident, in Surah An-Nur, in which Allah Himself very clearly and powerfully defends the honor and the rank and the chastity of our mother Aisha radiallahu anha. Allah Himself defends her in that situation. When you look at those ayat, there, there's so much benefit that we can take from it. Of course, we don't have time for it now. But if we just go through it on our own and just, just chew on it, just reflect on it, to digest that soul food and to benefit from it and to think, what must her status have been for Allah to reveal ayat for us to recite, to continue to recite in prayer until now, defending her radiallahu anha. 
And there, th- this reminds us of the importance of connecting with history of our history. How can someone identify as a Muslim and then have any hatred in their heart towards Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha, especially when you look at her status, look at her maqam, when Allah sends ayat down protecting her, defending her, defending her modesty, her chastity, so on and so forth. So there, there, there has to be a, a, a depth of understanding on our part, especially in connection with appreciating who she was and her, her rank and her status. We ask Allah to help us to understand our history. We ask Allah to help us to connect with it and to benefit from it, to become better people thereof. We ask Allah to guide us and forgive us and to help all of us to make it home to Firdaus. Amin Rabbil Alameen. Subhanahu Rabbika Rabbil Hizzati Amin Yasifun. Wa salamun al-Mursaleen. Walhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen.